This is Easy Does It Barbecue with your host, Dan McDonald, owner of Colorado Barbecue Outfitters. If you're ready to dig into some serious talk about all things barbecue, from the moo to the oink, grab a cold one and let's get down to business. Now, here's Dan McDonald. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Easy Does It Barbecue Radio Show. We call it Easy Does It Barbecue because I'm going to tell you the easiest way to do it. My name is Dan McDonald. I'm the owner and operator of Colorado Barbecue Outfitters right here in Colorado Springs. Our website is 719bbq.com. Come visit us at the store and look us up online. Today's show for the July 4th weekend, we have a special guest on. Her name is Teresa Farney. She is the food editor of the Gazette right here in Colorado Springs. She has a column in the Go Entertainment section. Teresa, thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. So happy to be here, Dan. I've known you a long time. I always enjoy going to your store and picking up new gadgets. But you, you, but as far as grilling is concerned, you have you are stocked with spices and kinds of wonderful stuff. Thank you. Teresa and I met when I had opened the store back in 2012, and I can't remember the exact month, but I was in the store, and I had a small location at the time, and this very elegantly dressed lady came into the store which quite frankly is not normally my my clientele but and looked around the store and i thought well okay you know we'll see what what she's interested in and she introduced herself and it was of course teresa and she explained what she did and and invited me on her at that time on her radio show called table talk and I was able to attend that for a couple different years. We yes, did. Yeah, Thank we you did. very much. So I thought, how apropos in bringing Teresa on my <laughs> show and, and turning the tables a little bit. So uh, as Teresa said, she's been in the store many times. We've I'm going to call it collaborated, if that's okay, yes, on some absolutely. of the articles that you've written absolutely. over the years. Yeah. Uh, you barbecued a turkey, fabulous, <laughs> smoked a fabulous turkey one year for our Thanksgiving story. I can't tell you how many times you've done things on uh, barbecue kickoff Memorial Day, and you brought me a whole slew of things, which are little new things to try out for uh, cooking. In, in particular, I remember the um, salt block, which was, and still, you know, that's just catching on. That and uh, the cedar planks that yeah. you can use to, particularly with fish. Yep. Yeah, and I, for let's see father's day i just did a story about uh grilling veggies i called it uh veg out and not like <laughs> lay around on the couch and play video games all afternoon <laughs> although you know what hey that's nice <laughs> okay but um it had to do with eating more vegetables and Stephen, you probably have his cookbook Stephen reichlin has just done I a do. new cookbook about vegetables and oh my word those recipes are amazing and he does all kinds of interesting things including that cedar plank he has several like an eggplant parm can you imagine have have you ever thought about doing eggplant parm on a grill (laughs) believe it or not i've thought about doing everything oh oh, i imagine i imagine excuse me you could write your own book the Uh, things i put on a grill or smoker no maybe not but hey i've got one on you uh one of the things i'm dying to try out i read a book it's a memoir by fanny singer and fanny singer is uh is um okay now just escape me i'll think of it here in a minute famous chef alice waters it's her daughter, and she did this memoir about her mother. And one of the things that her mother does is she loves to build a wood-burning fire and cook with a live fire, which is an exciting thing to do any old time, right? But she, one of her favorite things to do for guests, this is uh, Alice, is to use what she calls an egg spoon. 
and it's a very long-handled spoon that with kind of like a, a, a little disc shape on it, okay. and you put, you can put it down near the fire, and she puts olive oil. It has a little bit of a cup, so it holds some oil, and then she puts an egg in it and poaches it perfectly in this fire. So Steve Reichlin, of course, has one of these spoons that he's cooking in that live fire just like that. I was like, okay, now I'm really going to go after and find me one of those. <laughs> and yeah, somebody you might be interested in knowing, I just met, I, his name is David. Can't remember his last name. <laughs> but I will let you know for whenever I okay. get, get off and I have my notes and stuff in front of me. But he is a cast iron forger, and he can make all kinds of custom things. Oh, that's neat. In particular, like different pots that you might want to use on a grill. Yeah. And I'm, I've got him lined up, but we talked about he'd read this uh, Alice Water memoir, and so he knew about the egg spoon. And I reminded him about Steve Reichlin's book, too, and he said, yeah, I saw that. I'm thinking about making one. I said, "Well, I'll buy it if you make it." <laughs> so it's a I think, small world. Yeah. yeah, I actually sell Steve Reichlin's products. Of course, and I sell some of his. He has his own line of Project Smoke spices and sauces and that. And I, and I'm I love cast iron cooking. That's so. one of the best ways to uh, cook a steak, particularly oh. if you really splurge as I did once because you know what i have to try these things out right that's my justification to my husband but we see what did you do you spent how much on this so i bought a uh it's at costco so it wasn't as expensive but it was a an absolutely uh signature japanese kobe uh standing boneless rib roast so we got it, and it was it was a twelve pound roast. I had it sliced oh into thin steaks, and then I went to a butcher locally, and he cryovacked each one of them individually for me. So they're you know they we didn't have to race and eat this. I, how would you ever cook an entire Kobe twelve pound rib roast? <laughs> I, I mean, this stuff is so rich. First of all, it's like eating butter; it's foie yes. gras. But anyway, that is the way to cook those little steaks: is to get the cast iron skillet screaming hot. Yep, you yep. know, you see the smoke, and and you slap it on there, and it's like two minutes on each side, and yep. it sears like caramely, crispy. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. But you can't. It's, about, oh. To my listeners, we've talked about, I, and I know you know this, I love uh, sous vide cooking. I have oh, yeah. I have a sous vide cooker, and what I'll do is I'll put my steak in the morning and go to the store and just let it go all day set it about 115 120 uh-huh. right and then when i get home i i get a chimney starter and i've talked about those in the past yep. get my charcoal red hot put my cast iron pan right on top of the chimney starter let it get like you said raging hot mm-hmm. and then do what they call a reverse sear after right oh, right yeah the best steaks you'll ever make at home yeah <laughs> mm. well now say i've always done mine in the house and i now you've got me inspired as you know my husband made a very big splurge at the aspen food and wine a few years ago and bought the what's the name of that grill that's it looks like a little robot the everdoer yes 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 in fact uh what Teresa's referring to is the uh, Everdoor 4K. In fact, she was the inspiration for me bringing the, that line into the store. Uh, and I have those products in the right. store. Um, but yeah, this is what we're talking about, folks, is a, it's sort of a complement to the Kamado grills, if you will. Charcoal, but it's decked out. It, it auto lights. It auto-tracks the temp. It has a light inside. It does. You're right. A, yeah. a, a cooking robot is it, a good term it, for it, it. But it's a Rolls-Royce of, yes. of grills. It is. And it, the thing I love about it is the charcoal. So the, I think the next time we do one of these um, Kobe 
steaks i'm going to have him heat that skillet up in there so we can get some of that charcoal smoke uh, infused in the meat i think yeah. oh i think that'd be delicious yeah yeah it's yeah. really good mm. So, Teresa, I've always uh, referred to you affectionately as the foodie queen of, of the front range. <laughs> um, I like that title. <laughs> tell, me, yeah, tell, tell, tell us a little bit, because I, I know on your radio show it was usually you interviewing other people, asking them questions. Right, so right. tell us a little bit about how did you become a foodie, if you will. Is that a, is that a appropriate term to use these oh, days? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How did you become a, be, become a fan of food of eating <laughs> who doesn't yeah, like yeah, to eat yeah we're all Come a fan on. of eating but preparation and just everything well, that you know about it i i grew up in uh west texas and we had a lot of migrant uh workers that would come in and and work the cotton f- industry and um some of those they had a very limited income and i always kind of f- felt like uh i was very interested in nutrition and so that as I went through, continued to grow and learn about some of the uh, deficiencies that some races, some people can have, uh, I majored in home economics, but with an emphasis in food. And so that's how I got interested. And in, I've always loved to cook. Uh, I was a latchkey key before it was a something thought of. My mother worked, and she would call. Once we got a phone, she would call me and tell me what to fix for dinner. And she would, you know, okay, start the water boiling, or cut the tomato up, or you know, get the pan on, don't get it too hot. Oh, that's great. And so then I was cooking for my older brothers and um, myself and the and mother. And so anyway, that's how I got into to cooking. And she always had a lot of home and garden magazines that i loved and i i wasn't afraid to dive in and try some experiments out and fortunately she didn't have to watch how i what a mess i made (laughs) (laughs) but um so i just kind of got my toes into the water so to speak that way and then i went to college and majored in home economics education again with an emphasis on nutrition at one point in time i thought i want to be in the peace corps and go over and you know (laughs) yeah learn yeah. other cultures yeah. foods and then Great also experience. maybe bring some other uh nutrition advice along with it but then i taught high school at air academy high school uh, biology and home economics and the, i taught until my daughter was in high school and that was too much to have mother on the faculty <laughs> and a teenage you know daughter oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> was a little mischievous so uh Anyway, that's whenever I had started writing a column for The Sun, and uh, they encouraged me. Uh, The first story I wrote, coincidentally, was uh, how to prepare Thanksgiving dressing for the turkey three different ways, and I took it in, and lo and behold, they paid me for it. (laughs) They paid me $10. I have never been so excited in all my life. I had a byline, and they paid me. That's great. So, that so just, that's how it started. That's now. how it started. It evolved into, um, I'd do a column, and they would say, well, you know what? This is really good enough here. We would like to feature this as our cover story for food. Do you mind if a photographer comes and takes pictures of the food? So, of course not. That was fun. And so, anyway, it just um, morphed into yeah. eventually becoming the food editor at The Sun, until we were bought out by the Gazette, and that was our arch, oh, yeah. you know, arch oh, yeah. enemy. Then yeah. <laughs> we moved away for ten years, and I did another food-related uh, career for ten years. Then we came back, and a friend of mine in Washington D.C. contacted me and said, "You know what? I hear that the Gazette 
is uh, looking for a food editor. Didn't you used to do that? And uh, so I called a Mark Rice, who is a photographer at the time. He was the head of the department at the Gazette Photography Department, and asked him about that. And he said, well, you know, I'll check into it. He put a good word in for me. And the next thing I know, six or eight months later, I'm the food editor at the Gazette and have been there for more than 20 years. I've lost track. (laughs) But I I love it. And I've kind of been blessed to have this opportunity to work at home because they don't have to say how old I am. (laughs) Honey, I think it's time you think about going home, taking a nap and resting up a little bit (laughs) to get ready for the retirement world. But fortunately, they have not. That has never been mentioned yeah. until now. <laughs> so you've been. I've heard you tell me over the years that you've been fortunate enough to travel to different countries, try different. Yeah. What, tell us some of the places that you, that you've been. What what you know? Have you been to every continent? Or no, some no, that you have not no, been to. Oh, or? definitely. And yeah, there, there's. <laughs> we have a very long bucket list. We've been trying, for instance, to get to Spain for a food and wine oh, focused uh, trip. And it, because of the pandemic, it got canceled uh, two years ago, and now we're can't, we've decided to cancel it again because we're still it's a little iffy whether they're going to open up. We have a fabulous trip planned, but one of the well, there's many memorable ones, but our trip to Peru was astounding. It was we had a one-on-one guide that took us through some vineyards in um, near Lima. Then we went, of course, to, I never say it right, Machu Picchu. Pichu? I don't, I don't Machu know how Pichu. to say it <laughs> Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, yeah. And the, the thing that was so interesting there, of course, their deal is ceviche. And there's, I had no idea there were so many kinds of what they call the tiger milk. And the tiger milk is a sauce, that a style of sauce that cooks the, uh, poaches the fish. But uh, every one of them were delicious, beautifully plated, and the fruits and vegetables. I got very excited about maybe doing another trip to Peru, but going to where the Amazon, you know, and a rainforest riverboat trip. My husband is a retired military guy, and he had a stint in Korea. And I was lucky to get to go over there for about three months and uh, live with him in his um, quarters. And I traveled around and found people that would take me uh, to different restaurants and locations and you talk about really good grilled food Vietnam is another we went back three years ago to Vietnam and Cambodia and oh my gosh just every every street doorstep there's somebody sitting out there with a I there's a name for these little flat grills that they use. It's kind of like what you see in Mexico, yeah. but Kamals, but they they have a different name for it. Yeah. But the charcoal is going strong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, the foods they prepare and the flavors, incredible. Yeah, a lot of the charcoal that I've run into, is it comes from Asia. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot uh, of yes. the, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, South America is mm-hmm. another big one yep. that, they're, that a lot of the charcoal is coming out of. So, that, yeah, that's, that's great. So... Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what what do you do outdoor cooking yourself? That's my husband's world. That, okay, I, I can. I have done it. I, actually, I was fortunate. I got to go to Steve Reichland's uh, barbecue, barbecue University, University. At the Broadmoor. Yeah, yes. and I got to you know a couple of times. I've sat in on classes that he's had, yeah. and um, I did a whole stint one time, which was amazing. 
It, yeah, I learned a lot. The thing about Steve Reichlin, and I think you probably would agree with this, he is so creative. I, I When I was interviewing for, for this vegetable Bible, as he calls it, I asked him, how do you come up with these ideas? And he said, you know, you might be surprised, but I actually, when I'm asleep, I'm dreaming about food. And I keep a <laughs> tablet, and I wake up and write down ideas the minute wow. I get it. So, yeah. But all of his recipes are so well-tested, they just turned out excellently. Yeah. You know, another, really a local cook that is uh, quite a good grill grill master and a chili roaster, too, is David Cook. They have Gather Food Studio, and now it's called, and no con- competition here, I don't think, it's called Food Studio and Spice Shop. Mm. But they he, they make their own spices. They yeah. bl- literally make their own blends. And so they've got some very interesting things that they use, and they have several grilling barbecue classes that they teach. And they're here in town. Yeah, they are. They're over in Old Colorado City in an okay. adorable we'll little house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys, um, like I said, you you were the one that introduced me to the Everdoor products, mm-hmm. that, that, that 4K. Yep. Um, do, you, do, do you or your husband have a favorite that... It is kind of his go-to when he cooks. Well, we absolutely love to do burgers and chicken. Now, he smokes also. He's got a little cook shack smoker. Yeah. And so often he will start maybe a chicken smoking and then finish it in the grill. Very popular. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, but for sure hamburgers. That sounds so mundane, but you just cannot beat a charcoal grilled hamburger i don't think i just think they're perfect the other thing that's really wonderful in charcoal is a a potato that you wrap in foil and stick down in the coals Mm -hmm. and it gets that mm, that char on it oh my gosh it's so good Mm. (laughs) it's making us i know we're gonna have to go we've got to go find a barbecue shack after this yeah, one thing I I, I want to say real quickly is is I, I want to really compliment Teresa on how she is so helpful to small businesses here in El Paso County. I mean, I know that at the time my business, ex-business partner and I, um, she was absolutely, you were absolutely awesome in, in support well, of our store. Um, it's the reason we were able to grow. I'm actually in just released a little, little while ago at the time of this, this uh, airing, uh, that I'm, I'm looking at a south location now, so the, the business will be growing here. Oh, excellent! Uh, in the next few months. Right. So, oh, that's wonderful. Um, but I know you've worked with uh, several of my friends that are small business owners that are, are linked with food, and and they've all said the same thing: how how awesome it is that you're so supportive of small foodie businesses well i really have a i think it's very very important to support the community and particularly mom and pop shops that they struggle oh my word anybody and in this particular environment currently people are having so restaurateurs having so much trouble getting employees they might have 15 people send in their resume and no one shows up for the interview yes (laughs) and it's or then if they start i just was talking with um Jeff Richard at Crave Real oh, yeah. Burgers and yeah. I did a table talk with him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he is he, they're just trying like crazy to start a franchise franchise option for their burger place and uh, getting employees is impossible. He yeah. thought he had a spot located and it didn't work out and he said I'm really kind of glad because I don't think I could staff it. So anyway, I know that that's hard. So anything that any little help I can throw out, you know, a little 
crumbs here and there. Well, on behalf of helps, myself as well as all I'm my other friends, thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. So um, happy to I, do I, it. I know very much about that. I had a good friend of mine who owned a little, I'm going to call it a bistro over on the west side, mm-hmm. um, 3.14 Sweet and Savory Pie. Yes. Carmen, oh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She's since sold it, has new ownership. But no kidding. It, it was, that was very frustrating for her as a small restaurant mm-hmm. here and that keeping people and hiring people is very tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, are they maintaining that concept? The they are, others? yeah. She, um, she sold her recipes. I, oh. I was a little surprised by that, but she sold her recipes and, and all the branding. Mm-hmm. So the, the new owners took it over. I don't even think it's been a month. Yeah. So, um, but it, it uh, I still follow them. The, the all of the business model seems the same. So mm-hmm. it was a neat little eclectic place that they had yeah. over there on off of Centennial. This is kind of, but it's a little bit related. But it's little, my next coming up story is going. It's for Fourth of July. And it's going to be these crazy milkshake combinations oh, that yeah. you see at burgers, <laughs> and in particular, adult version ones. Yes. But it's, <laughs> um, but it reminds me of the her pot pies and savory pie or sweet pies were always so unique and different Uh, just yeah i think she probably didn't she do something was kind of smoked or a a filling of some sort one of her pies yeah yeah she did she did some uh um, in fact we we she and i collaborated a little on that she did some like pulled pork yeah she offered Mm -hmm. yeah smoked Putting a little um, a little smokiness into some of her meat pies or savory pies i guess yes right she called it but you know, and I was, it reminds me how, how blessed uh, I and Colorado Barbecue Outfitters were last year because, you know, when that all hit, all of us small business owners, I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I sat back and thought, am I still in business? Mm-hmm. Once I found out from the state, I learned that I was essential because uh, outdoor cooking fuels and I'm considered a specialty grocery. I didn't even know after eight years of being in business, didn't know that. Yeah. And then I sat there at the store and I thought, you know, how's this going to work? Everybody's in lockdown. Every, you know, at the time we were in a lockdown. Well, uh, what I've since learned, and, and once you think about it, it makes sense, but you don't think about it at the time. Is my business exploded last year because everybody was home cooking. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, it was just a, I, now don't get me wrong, you know, I felt there were a lot of business, unfortunately, that didn't. And, right. you know, but uh but talk about being blessed. It just, I, I mean, it, it, it was crazy how much my business... It's a silver lining spiked. for you. That yes, was, yeah, that and was. I, it's not something you ever think about. But Colorado Barbecue Outfitters has, has we have survived the, the Waldo Canyon fire, the Black Forest fire, <laughs> and, and now a global pandemic, you know? And I thought, well, I, know. You know, I don't want to be cocky and say, bring it on, world. But um, we've, we've done very well. And, and our customer base is, is, is absolutely awesome. You know, the, the people... You came to one of my classes. We I, that that those classes, by the way, have expanded so much. Oh, good. Yeah, I've got. I need into, to come again. <laughs> yeah, I have several specialty classes now. Oh, We've good. broken it down based off customer requests. A, a jerky mm-hmm. class, a, how to smoke your own sausage class. I do a pizza class, how to cook pizza oh, in yeah. a pizza oven. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's delicious. Becoming, yeah. That's sort of the new. I don't even know if I want to call it a fad because it's really taken off. Just like the. Uh, uh, Himalayan salt mm-hmm. blocks you talked blocks, about earlier yes. that mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of thinking that was a fad, but that is still really taken off. A lot of there's people a, enjoy it. There's a chef here. Now, you can cook on that salt block yep. um, or you can freeze on the salt block. You can yep. put it in the freezer. She was doing a little cooking contest and she had her little salt block and it was all frozen and she made the most amazing ice cream. If you can think about the salt and savory aspect sweet oh. salt savory oh it was Sounds incredible awesome. yeah. um, just it's have you gone to that place where 
it's a uh, it's called rolled ice cream and it is a Thai type of invention uh, mm. they do it in a lot of Asian countries but it's a big uh, flat I'm going to call it a griddle but it's extremely cold they make up their ice cream and spread it out real thin thinner than a crepe I think I've seen this I haven't experienced then, it but I've seen it then they roll it they have yes. this, like a putty paddle yeah, yeah it's shove it shove it and it makes like a cigar roll kind of perfect little roll then they stand them up in the in a cup and you can put all kinds of fruit oh and, man. Uh, yeah it, it's really unique and there's one well you know where your old uh, your first store was it's in that shopping center. yes i i was just gonna say i i, I wondered if that was it <laughs> that's it and i've forgotten the name of it now but uh yeah that's super unique and it's just yeah. fun to watch kids love it of course yeah. and the flavors they're you know unique uh, tropical kinds of yes. fruit flavors yeah. that are that's it for yummy. those of you wondering that's at yorkin academy and that's where the store was located for about the first four years of business and then we outgrew it and mm-hmm. are currently at our our current location at, at vickerson academy what i'm i'm gonna, I'm gonna put you a little on the spot okay and okay go try what regional <laughs> one what regional oh. barbecue <laughs> Have you tried, and do you have a favorite? And oh, do you, yeah. you know what I mean by the yeah, region of Carolina? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I love Texas barbecue. And as a matter of fact, Craverill Burgers, they've just brought back their Texas burger, which I've just had on my mind like crazy. <laughs> Sounds it's great. It's got fried uh, jalapenos on it. But they use mesquite, of course, yes. which I think that has a very unique flavor. Yes. Uh, I Recently, I've been I've been so, so impressed. You would like this guy, too. Uh, Mike, again, I can't think of his last name. I've got the Rolodex going. <laughs> but um, anyway, he's, he owns Goldtooth Annie's, which is in Fountain Security Whitefield. Okay. I don't know why you have to say all of those <laughs> towns, but apparently you do. Um, anyway, he, he's just got a little smoker he's got out in the parking lot. It's not little. It's pretty big, honestly. And he's say. got a, It's a stick wood, and I, he uses oak. And it's a little milder, mm-hmm. but he does, oh, the brisket. And he has just recently started chicken. That's amazing, too. And he's got, he makes his own sauce, but honest to God, you don't need anything on it. it when he brings it off that smoker, it, he's just got oh, the seasoning down. It's real simple. It's yeah. nice, but you would love talking to him. I thought I knew all of the barbecue options in yeah. El Paso County. No. And just when I think <laughs> I do, there's another food truck or something that yeah. comes around, you know. that I like bird dog barbecue you know that's oklahoma style oh i there's a guy out let me see it's called um slinger saloon yes and smokehouse he you know him yeah he comes and gets his he buys his wood to smoke with from me okay so i know him very well yeah he's got (laughs) a white barbecue sauce i'd never seen before i'm not crazy about it but it's interesting yeah that's usually that's in alabama Mm -hmm. that's a thing from i think bob gibson really made that Mm -hmm. popular but that alabama white sauce is used on poultry quite yeah maybe i should try it again what i go for there is the burnt ends holy oh my gosh oh yeah Yeah. he really knows how to do that oh gosh it's like meat candy yeah delicious that's exactly what i call it well Teresa, listen thank you so much for coming on the show like i said we run uh, out of time we are my gosh yeah i know it went quick didn't it yeah (laughs) thank you again this was just absolutely uh uh, awesome for me um you know to have you on the show and 
return the favor of inviting and well thank you so much for thinking of me so once again folks uh teresa writes um articles about all things food in the gazette in the go entertainment yes a special pull out section yes check that out i'm assuming obviously not only is it old school paper but it's digital <laughs> you can go oh, oh yeah it can yeah. be online too as a matter of fact that's where most of our readership is headed yeah i, I think and, so yeah, yeah so yeah. there's a certain demographic that really wants to have that newspaper and i'm one of them yeah oh, that's great well again Teresa, thank you so much for coming you're most coming welcome on the show. everyone you've been listening to the easy does it barbecue radio show this is dan mcdonald i'm the owner and operator of colorado barbecue outfitters at 5921 north academy boulevard once again the website is 719bbq.com check us out stop in anytime uh, we can answer all of your questions about barbecuing and grilling happy fourth of july for listening to Easy Does It Barbecue, brought to you by Colorado Barbecue Outfitters, specializing in pellet grills, charcoal grills, electric smokers, sauces, rubs, and barbecue accessories. Online at 719bbq.com. See you next Saturday at 1 for Easy Does It Barbecue. And listen to the podcast on Podbean.